What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. I'm thinking this week is going to be week where t- I turn it around. It's going to have to be. Back with us again, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. How you doing? Great. Episode 90. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you could call it a milestone episode. We're approaching 10 episodes away from uh, the century mark. So we are going to recap last week's college picks um, and then and NFL and give you our Best bets of the weekend for college and NFL. But before we do that, episode 90 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Prediction Strike. The crypto market's booming right now. I don't know if everybody keeps an eye on that, uh, but Bitcoin is back up to 66000 Another market that could be booming is, I mean, Prediction Strike. The fantasy stock market, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can own stock in your favorite athletes. Like I said, Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara. Uh, you can look to the rookies, Javante Williams, people that you think are going to end up blowing up this season. I'm big on Javante Williams. They're calling him the next Alvin Kamara. That might be a little generous, but he's definitely got the capabilities. Uh, so you buy low on Javante Williams, and then when he starts taking over, Melvin Gordon inevitably will get hurt. Javante Williams' stock will go through the roof. Uh, Nick, you have stock on Jameis Williams. How? I mean, Jameis Winston, how is that doing? Uh, it's going up. So. It's only going to continue to go up because we're getting everybody back soon. So Yeah, when you get Michael Thomas back. So if you were like Nick, you bought low on, on Jameis. When he gets Michael Thomas back, Traquan Smith, all these weapons, whenever everybody gets back and we're clicking on all cylinders, I mean, it's only going to go up and up and up. So you can get out whenever you want. But download. Yeah, I also bought Antonio Brown. Then I sold him. Um, and then he went off again. Yeah. No, yeah, he has been going crazy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, go go to the App Store, download Prediction Strike, use the promo code BigEasyBets. They will match your first athlete share of a deposit of $20 or more. And let's try to make some money. So a lot of people feel like they're good at fantasy. Now's the time to prove it. Um, so yeah, we'll recap last week's picks. Another um, up and down week. But finally, I'm in the green on both college and NFL, so I needed that. It was looking like it was going to be a spectacular week in the NFL after a 4-0 start, but then we had a 1-3 finish. But all right, so in college, uh, my lock of the week was first game of the day. I guess you could say I had a lot of 11 o'clock games. Michigan State minus 4.5. They end up winning by 5. Probably a little lucky, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So they cover the 4.5. Rutgers minus 2. Rutgers is not a good football team on the offensive side of the ball, and they did not do very well on defense either. UCF and Cincy under 57.5, missed it by like 25 points. Uh, Pitt and Virginia Tech under 57.5, we cashed in there. Alabama first half, minus 10, and Alabama minus 17. Winner, followed by a winner. It was easy, easy, easy. A lot of sharp money was on Mississippi State, which I didn't necessarily understand, but... Boise minus four. This was a bad pick. I was hoping that I was expecting for them to be able to sell out on the run and stop Air Force. They were not. They sold out on the dive option of Air Force's triple option that they run, and they just got eaten to shreds on the outside. Uh, 
Ole Miss and Tennessee under 82. This hit easily. But it was a wild game, a really wild game. Um, what looked like potentially a bad spot uh, ended with the Tennessee fans showering the field in trash, and then all of a sudden they end up getting the ball back and have a chance to go down and win the game. Their starting quarterback gets hurt. In comes, who was it, Joe Milton? Um, or no, was it Milton? Who's their guy? Um, Hendon Hooker got hurt, and then I think it's yeah, Joe, Joe Milton. Milton yeah, Joe in. Milton came in and actually threw a, be- a beautiful ball that probably should have got caught that would have won them the game, which would have been absolutely insane. Uh, but all in all, five and four on the week for college for me, and I did hit my lock of the week. So a, a good week. Good to get back into the green after two rough weeks. Uh, Nick, you had four plays. Yeah, I only won one of them. San Jose State plus nine and a half. They were at home, and they were facing San Diego State. They actually should have won this game. I feel like the coach, there was some situ- situational mismanagement there at the end of regulation, and San Diego State ended up winning the game by six in overtime. Double overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Texas minus four and a half. Blew a lead again. Oh, Texas. yeah, I didn't even I didn't even say that. Poor, I skipped that on mine. Yeah, but, Texas yeah. wears down at the end of games, and they let teams do whatever they want against them. Yeah, this is the game we live streamed. They jumped out to a quick, I want to say, it was, it was double-digit lead, 14 maybe. And um, they were stopping the run, and then all of a sudden they just couldn't, so... Rutgers minus two. Rutgers, it's not a good football team. <laughs> and neither is Northwestern, but Northwestern won 21-7. Yep. Virginia Tech plus five. This game wasn't close. Pitt blew them out. Pitt's pretty damn good. Yeah, so you went one and three on the week. Uh, did not hit your lock of the week. Justin, you had 13 plays, and I would say that this was your worst week. So how are you feeling after, uh, after I mean – Bad. Would Feeling you? really bad. Um, looking back on it, a lot of those picks weren't weren't good. weren't even close. You had so. Me- yeah, Memphis minus ten and a half. That was a good pick. Oregon minus thirteen and a half against. They played Cal. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cal kept that pretty close. Uh, I don't remember what the final score was, but you didn't get that. You had the over fifty four. Uh, you missed out there. San Jose, San Diego State over forty one. It's a pretty low number, but I guess that one didn't hit either. Um, I don't know what the final. No, score. and it went to over double. Oh yeah, I don't understand yeah. how that. Nineteen thirteen. Jeez, um, Rutgers minus two. You were on it with me and Nick. Uh, not good. North Carolina minus seven. Miami's third string running back did not uh, did not affect him in that <laughs> one. Uh, Pitt minus five. That was a damn good pick. Pitt's very good. BYU Baylor over fifty and a half. You cashed in there. Bama minus seventeen was your lock of the week. That was easy money. Uh, should have took them first half as well. Uh, Army plus fourteen, they cover that. Um, by well, that was close though, wasn't it? They won, lost by thirteen, right? They, they won by one by lost, lost by, by six. Yeah, or six twenty to fourteen. Did they score late? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So they were down by thirteen. I think they must have got a touchdown toward the end. Okay. Um, Boise minus four. You were we were both on that. Yeah, bad pick. Um, Liberty minus 32 and a half. Uh, I think they lost this game. Yeah, they did. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They lost outright to ULM. 32 and a half point favorites and they lost. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State over 60. Uh, That did not hit as well. So, Did you watch the Boise game? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That was a frustrating one. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they they showed flashes. Yeah. 
I thought that their weapons were going to be able to do a little bit more than they were. Um, but Air, uh, Hazik Daniels is a good – he runs that triple option really well. Uh, Whenever we got Air that Force. onside kick yeah. at the end, I was like, yes, we have a chance. Yeah. And then he throws a pick the first no, possession. I, I was like, I know, Jesus Christ. I know. So five and four on the week for me, one and three on the week for Nick, and five and eight on the week for Justin. Um, that brings me to 36, 39, and two. Five and three on my locks of the week. That brings Nick to 24, 29, and one. Three and five on his locks of the week. Justin sits at an even 34 and 34, and he is five and three on his locks of the week. So we look ahead to um, what looked like a slower. I feel like I do this often. I look. I don't like uh, the slate of games. And then the more I, I always sit down and do the same thing every time I sit down and like, with my iPad and really try to dive into them. Um, and I found one, two, three, four, five, six, seven plays. And if you're listening to this now, we already gave out, we are all on coastal Carolina minus three and a half is when we gave it out on Twitter. Uh, that game kicks off in about 22 minutes. Uh, so that game will be finished before this podcast is out. Uh, but that's where follow us on Twitter. If you're not following us at big easy bets, and you would have got that pick as well. That line grew to four and a half. It was even, it's like currently at four and a half. It grew as far as five and a half. So we gave it to you at three and a half. And we would have had it at three if the book would have had it. So, um, all right. Who wants to go first? Um, do y'all have any Thursday games? I don't think I do. Let me double check real quick. Hold on. Um, I have one. I don't have any Thursday or Friday. All right, Justin, give us a Thursday game. Um, I have San Jose State minus four against um, UNLV. UNLV. Um, I think it's a good game for them to get back on track here. Is, San Jose. Is Starkle back? He didn't play last game. Yeah. That's a question for sure. Um, their, their backup did not look good. No, nah, he's – he got kind of lucky there towards the end, especially in overtime with some of the completions he got away with. They yeah. were kind of – Errant throws and I know his stat line, his final stat line was not good. Um, no, surprisingly, San Jose State was able to have a small amount of success running it. It was really their defense that stepped up against San Diego State. Was it? Oh, San Jose State had. Okay, I thought you said San, yeah. This these fucking names. Um, I was like, I don't think San Diego State had any success running it. But yeah, no, San Jose State. Um, they had over 100 yards rushing. Um, yeah, the quarterback. Went for 16 of 34, 228 yards and a pick. So, but, so yeah, if Starkle comes back, um, I would, I would take San Jose State probably. UNLV is not good at all. So, yeah, and that's something they're keeping like quiet on. So it's like there's no, no telling, no telling, you know. That's where college is tough because they can just withhold all of this information. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to bet on it, but it's like, it's serious information that we need to know. Do you have so you're on you're on the Spartans minus four. Do you have any Thursday or Friday games? I have a Friday game. Okay. That's your only Thursday game, Justin? Yeah. All right. What is your Friday game, Nick? Uh Washington minus eighteen at Arizona. Arizona sucks. Arizona's not good. They're 0 and six and only scoring fourteen points per game. But honestly, I think 18 is too many to be laying on the road for Washington, who has underperformed this 
season as far as their expectations were concerned. I'm going to take Arizona plus 18 at home okay. against a Washington team that I feel like was a little bit overrated to start the season. Yeah, I haven't really seen either one of these teams play all that much. I just know from Yeah, check, Arizona check sucks, but eventually 18 is they're going to keep a game close and I feel like this is one up. This could be the one. Okay. Um and you do not have a Friday game, Justin? No. Okay. Uh Nick, give me your first Saturday game. Oklahoma State, number 8 ranked team in the country going on the road to play Iowa State. Are y'all on this? I looked at it for a while. Um but I decided to stay away because at first I thought Iowa State was underdogs, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm jumping on this. And then their favorite, and I was like, ah, I think I'm going to stay away. I am not on this because I just I can't stand Iowa State's offense at all. But, all right, which side are you? Uh, what's I, the spread? Uh, it's seven. Okay. So it's kind of a lot. Um, Oklahoma State, I think that their rush defense can be taken advantage of even though this – the statistics suggest otherwise they're only allowing their opponents to average 2.99 yards per carry. And I think that their pass rush can be neutralized if Brees Hall can find success. So I don't I don't really expect either one of these offenses to light it up by any means. Um, but I'm going to go with what I think is the better defense here. Uh, I think that Oklahoma State's offense is slightly is not as good as Iowa State's. And I think that Iowa State's defense is a little bit better than Oklahoma State. I'm going to roll with the Cyclones laying seven at home. Okay. Um, Generally, this is the time of the year that the, that Iowa State picks it up a notch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they dropped that first game last year to UL. And then um, I don't remember if they dropped another one. But, yeah, middle of the middle of the season is when they start typically clicking on all cylinders. Um, I just – God, that offense is just so aggravating. I can't stand it, um, but I know their defense is the real deal, and Spencer Sanders is not good. If they wouldn't, if Texas wouldn't have allowed them to start having as much success on the ground as they did, then they wouldn't have come back into that game. It wasn't because of Sanders. Yeah, and another thing I was thinking of, what you mentioned last week about Oklahoma State, their first and second down success is not good. Yeah, and Iowa State, their third down defense is pretty good. I think it's only allowing their opponents to convert on 35% of the time. Oklahoma State's third down defense is pretty good too, so that's something you got to take into account. But I just think overall the defense is here that uh, Iowa State will have an easier time stopping Oklahoma State. Yeah, no, I mean, it's if I had to pick a side, that's the side I would lean. I, I don't believe in Oklahoma State. They're not the eighth best team in the country. That first half against Texas went exactly how I was hoping it would, that they, they did. They found themselves in third and long often and paid the price for it. But in the second half of that game, they were able to stay ahead of the chains because Texas, I don't know what it was, got tired. Just I have no – it's got to be they just got tired because, I mean, it was terrible. They couldn't stop the run to save their life, allowed Oklahoma State to stay ahead of the chains and just got ran out of the building in that second half. So, um, so yeah, that's a 2.30 game. I have a lot of 2.30 games. I didn't have any 11. Me neither. I have no 11 o'clock games, but I have a lot of 2.30 games. So – um. All right, Justin, give me your first uh, Saturday game. Um. Okay, I actually do have an eleven o'clock game. I'm going with Cincinnati minus twenty seven and a half versus Navy. Cincinnati minus. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the Bearcats. Okay. What time is that one at? That's at eleven. That is eleven. Okay. Yeah. 
the number two ranked Bearcats. Yeah. I think they really just have to keep pounding on teams just to, um, you know, because if they take a loss, they're 100% out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I mean, they're going to. Um, That's a lot of points, though. It is a lot it of is. points. It is a lot to of points. To be laying against would, the, a team that can dominate the clock, you know? I was, yeah, I was looking at considering maybe this was first like, half. Um, I was just trying to find the first half, but I couldn't. I couldn't find it. But, yeah, no, I mean. It's definitely it's and definitely Navy's a lot not of that good, but no, there. I would say Navy's the worst of the Armed oh, Forces yeah. teams. So, like, I think this game was played last year. Army played Cincinnati, and I think the spread was fourteen. Yeah, and it hit fourteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I mean, of the Armed Forces teams, they're clearly the worst. But twenty-seven and a half is a lot. I, I would look at maybe a first half, but even then, it's like if Navy starts off with a long drive for a touchdown, it's like ah uh, shit. So, but yeah, no, I mean, Cincinnati's gonna, they're not going to take their foot off the gas. This is the best chance they've had in the last recent memory to get into the playoff. Sitting at number two in the nation. Are they the second best team in the nation? No, but they've got the number two by their name. So they're not going to want to do anything to uh, relinquish that. Um, So my first Saturday game, I've gone back and forth or not back and forth on the side. I've just going back and forth on do I want to take this or not. This is by no means my lock, but I think I'm going to take UCLA minus two. Um, Oregon's offense is not good, especially with the loss of Verdell, uh, their leading rusher. Their quarterback is nothing more than a game manager. He does po- he does provide some dual threat ability to at least potentially be able to keep plays alive and uh, scr- pick up third and short situations, but these are two similar quarterbacks, but I feel like Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the more capable of pulling off the electric plays. Um, I know his uh, passer rating is like 128 in that ballpark range whenever they, whenever he has a clean pocket and also play action is right around the same area. I think he has, I mean, we know he's fast. We know he can scramble. So he's going to be able to extend plays to allow his receivers to get open versus um, – a good Oregon defense, but not a great Oregon defense. They have guys that are going to play on Sunday, but they are not. They have holes in that defense, so they're getting their best wide receiver back, who um, did not participate last week. I'm blanking on his name. I'm all over the place uh, with my notes today, but I know he's coming back, and I just think this is a good opportunity for UCLA to. I mean, if they lose this, they're out of the the Pac-12 discussion. So. I don't think that Oregon is good enough on either side of the ball. I think if UCLA can dominate inside the trenches, I like Charbonnet at running back. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to take the Bruins. Yeah, this isn't one I had down, but it's one I was looking at, and I'd be liking – like this was one I was thinking about weeks in advance. So, Uh like when Oregon was having a lot of success, UCLA was having success, I was like this could be a spot where Mm – Oregon gets tripped up. Um, both of these teams have kind of struggled after that early success. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. UCLA at home, Oregon allowed Cal to run it on them, and Cal is not really a a real strong rushing team. Yeah, they don't have a running back like like UCLA does. Yeah, didn't. Zach Charbonnet is the one who came from Michigan, right? I'm not sure. I want to say it was definitely a Big Ten school. I'm like 99% sure it was Michigan. 
Uh, he's a good running back. He's really good. Yeah, he ran it all over LSU. Yeah. So um, you you add him in with DTR's um, dual threat ability. I mean, uh, oh, this is also a revenge game for Chip Kelly. So uh, he's seeing Oregon again. Um, so, uh, I mean, like I said, I don't by any means. This is not my lock of the week. But I'm gonna take the Bruins. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them as well. Bruins minus two at home. All right. Um, I'm actually on Oregon. For are this you? Game. Yeah. Okay. Two. Why is that? Um, I think like Oregon has definitely looked really sluggish after the Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. And pedestrian at best. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think honestly, if they were to play, like say they were to play next week, uh-huh. I think Ohio State would be favored pretty big. I think Ohio State would be favored by like a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know about you. If Oregon and Ohio State played again. Two touchdowns again. I would say at least – what it was it too? Yeah, yeah, it was. I couldn't remember right. what I would it was. say at least a touchdown, yeah. I mean, Ohio State's gotten a lot yeah, that's better true. and Oregon's yeah. gotten forgot, a lot worse. I yeah. forgot that it was two touchdowns. Yeah, so no, Ohio Oregon, State like – yeah. They won by seven, but – yeah, this was something a lot of people were talking about. Like, if both of these teams finish the season with one loss, who gets in? And it's like a lot of people are saying Oregon would have to get in because they, they have, have the head-to-head head 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 win, yeah. but it's like... They're not better. They're clearly not the better yeah. team. It, it is. It does hold weight that they went into went to Ohio State, marched in there, and came out with a victory. But, yeah, no, they're not the, be- they're not the better team. That's where it's like a sticky situa- situation, I guess. But... I don't think it's going to come down to that. Oregon's going to drop another one. It's going to be this week, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the quarterback has not impressed me at all. He really hasn't. So, um, I mean, they were playing with fire with Cal last week. Before that, they lost in overtime to Stanford. So it's kind of almost like, I mean, I like Verdell. The loss of Verdell is not good. He, he's been with them for quite a while, and he's one of those, like, quick scat backs, but also will will run in between the tackles. Um, he's a damn good running back. So, I don't know. I, I Like I said, again, it's not my lock, but I would not want to pick against the Bruins at home because um, they're going to be fired up for this game because Oregon still has that 10 next to their name. Uh, so, I don't know. It'll be a good game, though. We'll see what happens there. Um all right, let's see. Give me your next one for Saturday, Nick. Um. Okay. Well, I have one more two thirty game. It's BYU minus four and a half. Okay. I'm, at I'm on this Washington well. State. I just think looking at this, everything that's happening with Washington State right now, it's a little bit of turmoil. Their football coach has been fired for not refusing to take the vaccine. <laughs> um, which hey. It's a man of principle. He stood on his principle. He didn't bow down to the mob. Um, BYU, though, I think they should be able to find success on the ground against Washington State, taking a little bit of pressure off of uh, Jaron Hall. If BYU protects the football, they'll win this game with ease. I'm taking BYU minus four and a half. Yeah, I agree. I'm all over this as well. Uh, good, good chance for them to get back into a rhythm. Like you said, I think they're going to have a lot of success on the ground. Expect a big day out of Jaron Hall. He's not going to have to feel like he's got to do everything. And just don't fumble the football. Yep. And then we're going to be fine. So, yeah, no, I'm all over this as well. Are you on this, Justin? No, I stayed away from this game. Okay. Um, 
my next one is one of my favorites of the week. Almost made it my lock, but it is not. Um, Clemson at number 23, Pitt. Pitt is three-point favorites. I've been saying for quite a while that this was the year that Clemson regresses. Um, so I'm rolling with Kenny Two Gloves Pickett. He seems to have grown tremendously since last season. Uh, last season he showed flashes. He showed that he had the ability. This season he's playing out of his mind, especially when he has a clean pocket. So he's got uh, 1,934 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, and one interception on the season. Coming off a game where he marched into Blacksburg, came away with the 28-7 victory on a hostile environment, a tough place to play. I mean, he didn't light it up, but he went in there, took care of the ball, did what he needed to do. Um, it was a good showing from Pitt and Coach Narduzzi's defense. Uh, like I said, taking care of the ball, taking what the defense has given him, and that's what he's going to do against a Clemson team. Um when he's blitzed, he's had a ton of success. So I'm interested to see what Venable's going to do. Is he going to send the house? Is he going to drop people back into coverage? Uh, also, running back Israel Abanaconda, he's a stud, and he's got probably the best name in college football. Really good running back out the backfield. Like I yeah, said, Yeah, he is good. This was Clemson's year to regress back to mediocre, uh, and they've done just that. I don't like Dabo Sweeney. I think he's a whiny little bitch. Uh, you got a pit, a pit offense that returns seven players on the offensive line who had starter experience. Uh, yeah, 133 passer rating, 11 touchdowns, and zero interceptions when blitzed for Pickett. Pitt just put a 52-piece on Georgia Tech, a team that held Clemson to 14 points. This is a good spot for Pitt at home. They've Pickett especially has struggled with Clemson in the past. This is the best opportunity he's going to have to – I get one back on a Clemson Clemson Tigers team that is spiraling. I would say borderline worse than LSU. They suck. They're playing worse competition. Yeah, the competition mm-hmm. definitely isn't equal. So, so yeah, give me Pitt. This was almost my lock of the week. I love this pick. So I don't know if either one of y'all are on this. I looked at it for a while. Oh yeah, I did. Um, all right. Give me your next one, Justin. Um. I'm going with Purdue and Wisconsin, and I'm taking Purdue plus three. Okay. I was going to say, if you picked Wisconsin, I was I was looking at this for a while. I think this is a pretty good spot for Purdue. Yeah. All um, I have is uh, Graham Mertz sucks. Yeah, he does suck. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one, though. I mean, you could say that Purdue played a similar team last week in Iowa, and they beat them, but – could be a, could be a letdown spot. Yeah, a letdown spot yeah. coming off of a big win like that. I mean, still Wisconsin's defense, you can't deny it. It's one of the better ones in the Big Ten, certainly, and you can make a case in the country. So, I don't know. I don't know too much about Wisconsin's back end. You know, Purdue's gonna is a team they they want to throw the ball. They're not gonna try to run it much. Yeah. If they don't have success running it, they're going to throw it. That's what they did against Iowa. Iowa was a little banged up in their secondary, so Purdue was able to have success. I mean, they won that game. It wasn't really close. No, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, the strength of Wisconsin's defense is their ability to stop the run, but I'm sure they've got guys back there that can that can cover as well. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, the offense is just so bad. Yeah. Purdue's, Purdue's offense is not bad. So if they – I mean, they just got to get a couple, have a little bit of success, and you'll probably win. Wisconsin's offense can't do a damn thing. So I looked at this, almost took almost took uh, Purdue. So, But I decided to stay away from it. 
Um, all right, here's another one that I'm unsure about the more I look into it. But you got number 22, San Diego State at Air Force. Air Force is minus three and a half. So Nick just broke down San Diego State, San Jose State for you pretty much to perfection. Said that if San Diego State wants to lean on the run, or said that they want to lean on the run, and if they can't, then they're going to be in trouble. Well, they had 70 rushing yards on 36 attempts. That's 1.9 yards per carry. And it took double overtime to beat a San Jose State State team without their starting quarterback. As I said earlier, Hazik Daniels borderline runs that triple option to perfection. He and Brad Roberts are a force to be reckoned with coming out of the backfield. I think Boise clearly thought they had enough speed on the edge. That's what I was saying. They kept taking away the dive, but... There's just too many. It's a triple option. They got three ways that they can go about operating, and they run it really, really well. This is going to be whose um, who's running game can stack up knowing when, when the other team knows you're going to run, who's going to have success. Um, I'm going to take a chance on Air Force, even though their D-line is a little undersized. Uh, they don't get a ton of negative plays at the line of scrimmage, so that that does worry me if San Diego State is able to stay ahead of the chains. If they get into those third and short, fourth and short situations, they have success there moving the chains. But I'm going to roll with Air Force here, minus three and a half. Um, I just feel like sell out on the run. Same thing that you said with uh, San Jose. So I'm going to go try to see if we can get another one. On the Aztecs. I'm on San Diego State here. Are you? Yeah. And the reason is, is I just think looking at the way these teams match up, San Diego State's defense has the ability to get off the field. This is obviously important against Air Force who can grind the clock. San Diego State is holding opponents to 2.1 yards per rush, and their third down defense is only allowing opponents to convert 26.7% of the times. This is... Got to be top five in the country. The the Aztecs last week, this is the re- main reason why I'm taking San Diego State here is they made a quarterback change, mm-hmm. and I feel like it gave this team new life. Yeah. against a, They weren't expecting a struggle against San Jose State, and when the quarterback change was made, he went two for three, two touchdowns. I think was b- both of them might have been in overtime or one of them was at the end of regulation. Anyway... Uh, he's a dual threat guy. Lucas Johnson gets a start against Air Force, and I, I like San Diego State here as a rejuvenated team. Yeah, I feel like just the way that I was looking at it was the team like so they they are they only allow sixty one rushing yards a game. They're very good at stopping the run, but it's like who have they played? They haven't played a team that is committed to running the ball no matter what. I mean, Air Force has three hundred thirty six rushing yards a game. They played Arizona, Utah, Towson, New Mexico, and San Jose State. So. It's another case of like I don't; those numbers may be a little. Yeah, I mean these teams match up in a semi; they're similar in in ways. You know, they don't throw the ball a lot. They lean on the run on offense, and the strength of their team is their rush defense. So, I just think overall, I think San Diego State has the athletes to contain Air Force on defense. Yeah, yeah, we're going to find out. Um, Yeah, I mean both teams average just over thirty points a game and give up sixteen points a game. So on paper. Same, relatively same style of offense. Like you said, they want to grind it out, control the clock, run the ball. Um, so, near mirror images. Um, 
but yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Justin, what is your next one on Saturday? Uh, my next one is Memphis minus one versus UCF. I saw UCF was favored earlier. Yeah, I think they opened up as favorites. But yeah, they were like three point favorites, two and a half point favorites. Yeah, earlier this morning, it's they were been one and slowly a half. moving. I saw it at even, and then I guess now it's it flipped around. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that. Oh wait, this is a Friday game. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, I was surprised that UCF was favored. Their court. Their the backup quarterback is not good at all. Yeah, and they've showed that they're not good at all without um, uh, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel. Gabriel. What's the extent of his injury? Is he out for the year? I don't really oh, know, no, yeah. to be quite honest. Um, I threw in the towel on, I threw in the towel on uh, UCF a while ago. Um, but all right, so yeah, that one's on Friday. So I am going to take. Um, okay, this is important. What? One day ago, Gus Miles on says there's a decent chance that he returns before the season ends. So okay, nothing about this game, I guess. So, um, I am going to take uh the Temple Temple Owls plus two and a half against South Florida. South Florida just lost a heartbreaker to uh, Tulsa by one point. They suck, and then Temple just got ran out of the building by Cincinnati. But before that. Temple wasn't playing bad football. Um, I think they're the better team on both sides of the ball. They The game before they got ran out the building by Cincinnati, they beat the Memphis team that Justin was just talking about, 34-31. to uh, Dwayne Mathis had – it was 35-49, 322 yards and three touchdowns. So I think – I mean, nobody really expected them to compete with Cincinnati. Obviously, 52-3 to loss. I think this is a good opportunity for them to get back into the win column against the South Florida team that's – I mean, just reeling right now, especially after a heartbreaking loss at home uh, to Tulsa. So give me Temple plus two and a half. Uh, What is your next one, Nick? Uh, Nevada at Fresno State. Fresno State's three-point favorites. Fresno State got off to a hot start this season, but they've struggled a bit. As of late, I, th- I think this Nevada team's a tough team to get it going against. Uh, for them to be able to turn it around, I don't know. Um, I like Carson Strong getting points. I'm going with Nevada plus three. Okay. Um, I looked at this game as well. I looked at a bunch of games and I stayed away. I mean, it's a little bit worrying because, you know, Nevada's a team is just like they always – other than that Kansas State game, and that game was really close. It's the only game they lost. It was close in the fourth quarter, and Kansas State was able to break through with their rushing attack and kind of the score is a little bit deceiving of how most of that game was. But Nevada always, like, finds a way to answer, you know. The team scores on them. They are going to answer. Yeah. yeah. So I just I, – I like them getting points. I think Carson Strong is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. He always finds a way to make the play when his team needs it. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that's why I'm rolling with Nevada. Okay. Um, how many more plays do y'all have? I have one more. One more? How many do you have, Nick? Um, I guess two, I have two or three more. Okay. Or four. Um, did y'all save your locks? Yes. 
You have you said yours already? Um, no, I can. Huh? I suck at locks. <laughs> All right. Um, not doing a lock this week. <laughs> oh, I haven't to. decided yet. You got to. Um, I was gonna make my lock at San Diego State, but yeah, I don't want to do that going against. I mean, you definitely can't. I like I said, I don't feel great about it. They do have. I had already written it down, so I was like, and I had placed it impulsively, so I'm rolling with it. Uh, but Air Force does have an undersized defense. I, there's a good chance that San Diego State could have their way in the trenches. I'm just hoping that they don't. Yeah, I'll just decide when I recap because it could have been one I've already. All right. Um. So did we decide? We pretty much decided that uh, the live stream of the week is going to be the LSU game. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so LSU going on the road to Oxford to take on the number 12 Ole Miss Rebels. We already know by now that Coach O's leaving after this season. A lot of questionable shit came out that uh, he was catcalling a woman at a gas station who was pregnant and turns out that she was also the wife of a high-ranking LSU official. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you heard that. Um, she turned around and said, I'm pregnant and married. And he said, what does that matter? So that's not good. Um, and then it turns out that he's that she's the wife of a high-ranking LSU official. So word got back to, I guess, everybody back was at LSU. Was she hot? I'm assuming, but she was also pregnant, so that's a little weird. Um, I mean, was it was she obviously pregnant or? I don't know. I wasn't. Like it could have been like, oh. I'm. But when she turned around and said, "I'm pregnant," like. All right, maybe you should. Oh, he did not care. Yeah, sorry. You don't look pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, also too, there was reports that he would bring girlfriends and their kids to practice and allow them to take part in the drills and shit. That's weird. I, yeah. I, yeah. When I, was, that was, was this happening? Like during the season or like in the spring or something? Because like in the spring, it's one thing. Probably but like the preparing for a damn game for this week is like. And then having kids at practice, like oh yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I can't Probably see him letting the spring. Him let his girlfriend take you know snaps up the middle uh, right before Florida. You know? <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's happening. Yeah, Max, step out. I'm gonna let uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let this woman's five year old child take some snaps under center. Um, but yeah, so Coach O's out. At the end of the day, Coach O's still a legend. Coach O was the head coach of the greatest college football team of all time. I have no ill will towards Coach will, Coach O. It was time for him to go, but it's pretty unfortunate. Um, I think this is this has got LSU is going to win this game outright all over it. It does. This is a rally behind, not necessarily Coach O, but just this is these are the games that it's like okay, you said it last week with Florida. LSU is going to you would think going to get shit on, and then it's like no, they'll probably play their best game of the year. So Matt Corral's questionable to play. That's a big thing. If Corral's out, I like LSU's chances big time. Um, the line hasn't really moved. It was nine and a half. It's currently sitting at nine. He's probably going to play, but he's not going to be a hundred percent. I'm going to take LSU plus plus the points on the road. Um, do it for Coach O. Which side are you on? Yeah, the weird things about that. Going back to Coach O. Yeah, the kids, and then there's like. He cursed some players out in a the locker room. They There's said that. Reports of that, like him throwing tantrums, throwing like furniture, like chairs and shit around. And yeah. Like, I just feel like there's, um, 
like he couldn't take the losing, you know? Yeah. And he couldn't figure out a way to win, and that frustrated him. Well, it's and like I whenever you ended it, that that became his demise, you know? Yeah. I mean, whenever you're used to kicking the shit out of everybody, I mean, what we did to Oklahoma, what we did to Georgia, just leading up to the national championship, like, it's like, and then we go down, what was it, 17 to 7? Like, Joe Burrow talks about it, like, no, we weren't nervous. Like, we knew they couldn't touch us. So, it's like, you used to that, and then it's like, oh, we're not good anymore. So, yeah, it, so the biggest thing is, is like, if all this crazy, all these crazy reports, you know, weren't happening, but we still weren't having success, you know, would, would they fire the coach? And I think that's, I don't know, that's a question that I was wondering about, yeah. you know, because a lot of the, the players that were on the team for the national championship, the upperclassmen, they're going to – they remember the success, right? Mm-hmm. And those are going to be the players that have to rally the younger players. Yeah, 100%. Because they they remember winning with Coach O. They remember being unstoppable. Yeah, they remember when things were going good and what he was doing, how he was able to rally everybody. It's it, it, It's not like – the younger guys, all they know is dysfunction and turmoil, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to have to be on the older guys to be like. But now that he's going to be gone, it's like the same feeling we feel as fans. It's like, yeah, we know he, we needed a change, but mm-hmm. now that it's happening, there's a little bit of hesitation or like, oh, well, I wish it would have ended different. And I feel like that's the way the, these players are going to feel. Yeah. So I feel like there's going to be a little bit. Of emotional support and rallying around Coach O and in these final few games of his LSU's co- coaching career, and yeah, I, I kind of agree with you that this is this is an interesting spot for LSU because they're figuring out they ran the ball all over Florida, yeah. and Ole Miss's rush defense isn't the best, so their defense as a whole is susceptible. So, yeah, no, I mean, Ty so Davis it's, Price set a record for yeah. For a rushing record, we couldn't run the ball at all the entire year. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting spot for LSU. Uh, it'll be it'll be. I'm looking forward to see what happens. You know. Yeah. Because they're also they're you know they're a lot of people are talking about LSU pursuing Lane Kiffin once the season's over. I would love that. So there's but a yeah, lot. no, that's like yeah. He this is a good chance for Lane to uh, scout out his future home. Yeah. Or well. It's not. It's not in Baton Rouge, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I I would love to have Lane Kiffin. I'm not gonna lie. But all right. Well, are you taking a side? Yeah, I'll roll with LSU plus nine. Okay. Are but you- I'm also gonna take. Let me see where is that. And last I checked, it was at seventy five and a half. The total. Yeah. Well. I, Originally, when I was looking at it, it, was at 76. Okay, it's back at 76, so glad I checked. I'm going to take the LSU Ole Miss under 76. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so be are, are you on this game, Justin? No. No? Okay, so be on the lookout for that. That's going to be our live stream game of the week, um, and it's just an LSU game, so it's going to be a good stream for sure. Um, all right. My lock of the week is the only pick that I have left. Um, because I gave out BYU minus four and a half as well. I said I was tailing yours. Number five, Ohio State versus Indiana. So Indiana nearly upset Ohio State last year. 
not this year. Ohio State's rolling. Indiana's abysmal on offense. Penix Jr. got benched for Jack Tuttle, and all he did was go 28-52, of 52, 188 yards, and two interceptions against Michigan State. Ohio State's defense struggles, but their offense is firing on all cylinders. Uh, Indiana does not have the offense to keep up. They may, like I said, Ohio State's defense struggles, so Indiana may find themselves having a little bit of success, but Ohio State's offense is going to have a lot of success. Indiana's 118th nationally when it comes to penalties, meaning they shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Um, Their offense is 107th in the nation in points scored and 108th in yards, so they will not be able to keep up. Ohio State's going to run them out of the building. I actually got this at 20, uh, but for the sake of the podcast, I will take it at 21 as well. It's going to be my lock of the week. This should be a 35-point victory every day of the week. So give me the uh, give me the Buckeyes. Yeah, I won this game as well. Okay. Ohio State minus 21. Like you said, Indiana's struggled. Ohio State's playing the best football there of the season right now. They're, rank, they're ramping it up. They're ranked five right now, so they're – this is to say they're on the outside looking in. So this is yeah. Yeah. They gotta it's time to go. Yeah, I think when those when the first college football playoff rankings come out, they'll they're gonna be they'll probably be inside the top four. Um I'd say it'll be interesting to see where Cincinnati sits when the the college football playoffs come out rankings come out. Yeah. Um Georgia Tech at Virginia, Virginia's seven point favorites. Virginia can score and neither of these defenses uh are any good. Georgia Tech can win this game, but if they want to have a chance, they're going to need a score. I'm going to take Georgia Tech at Virginia over 63. Okay. Is that your lock? That's my last one. I'm going to clear my lock in the recap. All right, what is your lock, Justin? My lock is a team I've never bet on, but it is Kent State minus 5.5 versus Ohio. Okay. Um, Really don't know anything about either team but on paper Kent State is the far better team and I think the spread should be a lot bigger but um yeah that is my lock of the week five and a half for a road a road dog I mean a home dog yep well in favor of Ohio though um Ohio's at home yeah getting five and a half these teams look for these type of games to uh Hang their hat on for their season. It's not a not a good, not a reassuring uh when you're like, I don't know anything about either one. That's a perfect lock. You think? Like I was so considering making San Jose State my lock, but I was like, uh, I don't know about this pick that much. So. <laughs> After last week, I just gotta something's gotta change. I don't know. I mean, you had one bad week, just about, and then Grayson McCall almost threw an interception. That would have sucked. Uh, luckily, it was dropped. Um, one bad week, and then now yeah, you're I mean, considering the weeks I've had the past two weeks. <laughs> I went four. I'm and... lucky to be as close to 500 as I am. Well, I went four and ten two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm something. I was like two and seven. Yeah. So three and ten in my last thirteen yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um. All right. We'll recap college real quick. It's going to be a lot of 2.30 games. Y'all come hang out in the stream uh, while we're streaming LSU. But, yeah, so give me UCLA Bruins minus two. Give me Temple Owls plus two and a half. Give me Pitt minus three against an overrated Clemson team. Give me Air Force minus three and a half. Eh. Give me Ohio State minus 20, my lock of the week. Um, And then give me LSU plus nine. For the live stream game of the week, and then give me BYU minus four and a half. 
and Coastal just converted an incredible third and ten. Thank God. They're so, the king of third downs. Look at the catch. Look at that catch. Oh, what a ball by Grayson McCall. All right. Coastal Carolina's playing right now, minus three and a half. Arizona plus 18. Iowa State minus seven. BYU minus four and a half. UCLA minus two. San Diego State plus three and a half. Fresno State, uh, not betting on them. I'm actually taking Nevada plus <laughs> That's three. A bad sign. Ohio State minus 21. Georgia Tech at Virginia over 63. LSU plus 9. LSU at Ole Miss under 76. Lock of the week. <laughs> was it 76? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right, because you were saying it was 75 and a half. Okay, uh, Justin, go ahead and recap yours. I uh, got Coastal Carolina minus 3.5 versus App State. San Jose State minus 4 against UNLV. Purdue plus 3 versus Wisconsin. Oregon plus two versus UCLA. Cincinnati minus 27 and a half versus Navy. Memphis minus one versus UCF. And my lock of the week is Kent State minus five and a half versus Ohio. Okay. All right. There you go. That's our college picks for the week. Um, Our best bets for the NCAA. We're going to recap NFL real quick. Thursday night, Eagles and Buccaneers. Eagles were getting seven at home. I was on the Eagles. They were on the Bucks. The Eagles cover. I'm officially a sharp better in the NFL. I said I wanted to take the Titans. Y'all talk me. Y'all swayed me from what? it. I thought y'all both were going to take them. Who? Well, when y'all brought it the up, Titans? both of y'all were talking about. Well, I said I didn't add it yet. I asked y'all what y'all thought, and you were like, eh. So I'm like, all right, maybe not. So then I was like, I might. I said I'll probably <laughs> add it. I'll wait and see. Uh, I didn't. Well, they won outright. Derrick Henry's the best running back in football. The sharp betters were on Tennessee. I was on Tennessee before I even knew that. I'm officially a sharp better in the NFL. Uh, so Eagles plus seven, they cover. My lock of the week was the Cowboys minus three and a half. Good God, we got lucky as shit in overtime. Trayvon Diggs, yeah, great interception. Oh, Trayvon Diggs, very next play. Burnt like toast. Gives up a touchdown to a Patriots offense that struggles to score the ball. Uh, luckily in overtime. CeeDee Lamb, baby. CeeDee Lamb can't be covered. Three and a half, I think they won by six. Uh, yeah, they had to. They won by six. That was my lock of the week. Jags plus three and a half. We were all on it. It was time for a win. Getting three and a half points uh, across the pond. The Jaguars are the team of, of England. They they love the Jags over there. It was basically a home game. Uh, they went out right. First win of the year for the Jaguars. Steelers minus five. Uh, so, yeah, we started out four and oh. I had the Chiefs minus six and a half which Justin gave. I ended up adding that to my card as well. So we start out 4-0, feeling great. Um, and then just hanging on for dear life for the last four. So uh, Steelers minus five on Sunday night. They won by three in overtime. A lot of overtime games this week. Browns minus three and a half. Baker sucks. Uh, he can't get his shoulder to stay in place. Even when it does, he still sucks. So Chargers and Ravens under 52. This went pretty much how I was hoping it would. Um, but, well, not even. No, it did on the side of the Ravens' defense. I was not expecting them to run the Chargers out of the building like they did, though. That was um, – it doesn't make me think any differently of the Chargers, though. The Chargers still have a powerhouse of an offense. It's just one of those games it's tough to go – Tough to go into Baltimore and play against that defense, against a team that's going to just run the ball, hold time of possession, all of that. 
Uh, but so under 52, we cashed there. And then Broncos minus three and a half. Or yeah, so it was Browns minus three. I got that mixed up. Broncos minus three and a half. Just as bad of a pick as the Browns. Um, they played like shit. So Raiders rally behind by the loss of John Gruden. They said, fuck him, we don't need him. So uh, Raiders went outright. Oh, yeah, this is a question I wanted to ask. Huh. If the Raiders win the Super Bowl, does John Gruden get a Super Bowl ring? That's a good question. I bet you it wouldn't be mainstream news, but old Al Davis would send they'd him mail one. Him yeah, like they'd send him FedEx. one. FedEx. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, no, he would. He would. Uh, but can't say that shit. So, I mean, <laughs> let's not let's not beat around the bush there. Uh, so I went five and three on the week, and I hit my lock of the week. Two solid, finally, finally, two solid weeks, and I hit both of my locks. I needed it. I've earned it. So, Nick, you had seven plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Buccaneers minus seven. Uh, 213 yard total yards for the Eagles. 399 for the Bucks. Somehow the Eagles keep it close. Tom Brady kneels the ball three times on the Eagles' seven-yard line. Uh, Jaguars plus three and a half. They win this game in London against the Dolphins on a uh, last-second field goal. A little bit crazy stuff going here situationally with the management of some of these games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Packers minus four and a half. They beat the Bears by, I think it was double digits. If not, it was nine. Um, Chargers plus three. You kind of touched on it, man. The Ravens are really good. They are good. Their defense is stout. To be able to hold the Chargers to only was it only seven points? Yeah. And I for so. see, this is when we were breaking down this game. I was like, yeah, I know the Chargers' rush defense is susceptible in that it can be taken advantage of, but I didn't. I kind of thought that Lamar Jackson six points. I think they missed an extra point, but one would touchdown. be able to. Um, I didn't know that he would be able to have the success running that he did. Well, obviously he did, and I was dead wrong. That's an X on Chargers plus three. Broncos minus three and a half. Raiders smashed them. Browns minus three. They also got smashed. Who did the Browns play? The Browns played. The Cardinals. Yes. Cardinals are still undefeated. Steelers minus five. Uh, They won by three. Yeah, the defense, and same thing, ended up – I don't know. They just faded there towards the end. It was looking good, and then all of a sudden, Alex Collins, they couldn't stop him. Like, that show was frustrating as can be. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like my biggest thing is I'm putting more stock in the home team this year. Like, I, before, I, I wouldn't. Like, you see those spreads, you're like, how the fuck is that only three points? Like, and I'm, I feel like I'm just I'm putting more stock into the home. Like, Tennessee. At home, like the Bills by far were looking like the best team in football. Just trounced the Chiefs. Uh, I know it was the Texans, but beat them 40 to nothing. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to change my thought process in the NFL this year because the playing field is so level that, I, like I said, I, I didn't put enough stock into the home field advantage and having your crowd behind you and all of that in previous years so I've yeah and a big thing is it's back this year after last year yeah definitely and that's and yeah, not that's really true. having that's true yeah i like, mean no home field advantage for the saints which yeah as is far as the crowd's the concerned yeah so that's a good point yeah i honestly didn't even think about that um but yeah so i feel like that's been that's been included in my thought process um much more this year 
Justin, you had five plays. Yep. Uh, finished off with a positive week. Uh, not on Thursday, though. Not on Thursday. The streak ends. Yeah, Nick covered the Thursday game. Um, Brady was kneeling inside the two-yard line. Um, I was like, let Brady run it yeah. in. Chiefs minus six another. and a half. That was my lock of the week. Um, never in doubt. Jags plus three and a half. They signed their IT guy as a kicker, and he drills a 50-yarder. So we ended up winning that. Lions plus three and a half. They got the shit kicked out of them. And Packers minus four and a half. They, um, Aaron Rodgers now has stock in the Bears. So, Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a little bitch. Um, so I went five and three. Nick went two and five. Justin went three and two. Y'all, I hit my lock. Nick did not. Justin did. Um, like I said, started out four and oh. And it was looking like, even if I win, if I, if I go two and two, we're looking at a six and two week in the NFL, but I'll take a five and three because it was uh it was looking hairy there for a little while. That Cowboys game got a little lucky. So that brings me to 23, 18, and one, three and three on my locks of the week. That brings Nick to was that fifteen and twenty-three? Yeah. Fifteen, twenty-three, and one, one, four, and one in his locks of the week. Um, that's a crazy stat line. Uh Justin is seventeen and seven. And he is four and two on his locks of the week. So, all right, we look ahead to this week's NFL games tomorrow night. We got the Broncos going on the road to take on the Browns. Um, as we know now, Baker Mayfield is out with a shoulder injury. He's his non-throwing shoulder. He's been dealing with a dislocated shoulder. Uh, apparently, it popped out again. It's still giving him trouble. So they're going to sit him. Um, Currently, the spread sits at Cleveland minus two, which – who wants to go first? Justin. All right. Well, um, yeah. Um, shit. Browns <laughs> are really banged up. Uh, they got about 10 people on the injury list, 10 key players on the injury list. Um, Broncos, I mean, Teddy's also banged up. Um, I'm going with the under 41. Okay. I was leaning towards the Broncos, honestly, and I flip flop all day back and forth. And I think I'm just going to ride with the under. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. I don't see how you can't, to be honest. Like, I don't see how you can bet the Browns and feel good about it, you know? And you, yeah. and you may, I don't know, you may take the Browns. Heck no. Um, I don't see how you can say, you know, yeah, I'm taking Cleveland, especially whenever they were healthier. What they just did at home, they just got embarrassed by the Cardinals. They were in a shootout with the Chargers but lost it. They're not going to be able to put up the same number of points as before. I mean, you got Odell, who they're talking about potentially shopping to another team. Baker, their starting quarterback, is out, like I just said. It's uh, a little... Both the running backs are out. Yeah, too. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are out. Um, I don't know how you can endorse the Broncos. The Broncos, I mean the, the Browns. The Broncos have a good defense, even though it's been kind of getting a little beat out the last couple weeks. Um, and then they have weapons on offense. This is just everybody started praising Teddy again because they started out, I don't know if it was 3-0, and but they played the, like the three worst teams in football. Damn near, with the exception of the Giants, but they beat the Giants, and they're like, oh, see, this is what Teddy does. He just wins games. No, they played mediocre teams. Teddy Bridgewater 
is a game manager on his best day. So it's like there's they have too many weapons to not be putting up to not be scoring points. They had an opening drive touchdown in their game last week. It was their first opening drive touchdown since 2019. That's alarming. I don't know how that's possible. They have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, two very capable running backs. They've got Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, KJ Hamler. Uh, is it Fant at tight end? Like yeah, they've got good. they've got guys. I don't get it. I don't get the struggles on the offensive side of the football. But their defense is good, only giving up 18 points a game. Um, you don't really run on them, and especially with your two starting uh, running backs out. I mean, I don't know how they have success. They're bringing in a guy. I uh, can't remember his name, but he hasn't. I think he's taken like three snaps for him. So he's going to now be the starter. Um, talking about for the Browns? Yeah. Is it not Case Keenum? No, no, no. Talking about running back. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, Case Keenum is the starter at quarterback. And you know what you're getting with Case Keenum? And he's he's Case Keenum got in and had his success a few years back, but he's only older now. Like, this is a good spot for the Broncos on prime time to get back on track, get above 500 try to figure out their struggles on offense against a banged-up Browns team, and go get a win. So I'm going to take the Broncos getting points plus two. Um, it was three and a half earlier, but we'll take it at plus two with the loss of Baker. Yeah, I'm going with Broncos plus two, and I'm also going with under 41. I was under the 42 and a half before Baker got announced he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. It's like one and a half points. You're switching out to quarterbacks. Is that how bad we think Baker Mayfield is? Yeah, I know. I know. I was expecting the spread to be affected. Are you saying like I think what? it's because the under was already so low. It's like how, yeah. you know, they put it under 40. Oh, yeah, I said spread. I meant let's total. Let's bet on, let's bet um everybody bet the over. But I don't know. Just, yeah, just like you said, looking at this game, the reason I'm on the under is because you got two game managers at um, quarterback going against two good defenses. I'm I a, like the under. Here. I'm going to take the game. Yeah, and, and like you said, two game managers. I'm going to take the game manager who's got the better weapons. So I think Jarvis might be coming back, but still, he's just getting off of IR. Break his fucking neck. Um, Coastal's looking good. Um, Do we know when Judy's coming back? Um, He might be eligible to return this week. Yeah, I thought he was, but I could be wrong. But yeah, regardless... I think this is a good spot for the Broncos. Um, would I pick this? This is not my lock. Would I pick this game if it wasn't the Thursday game? No, I would stay away from it. There's too many question marks without Baker. They're still favored at home. I don't know. So, But for the sake of we pick every Thursday game, I'm going to take the Broncos. This is my lock of the week. <laughs> what? By the way, yeah. <laughs> Under 41? Yeah. That's my lock. Are you serious? <laughs> There's going to be 80 points scored in this damn game. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, they're fucking Chase Bryce up. I love it. All right. Let's go. Well, let me go straight to my lock then. And you might hate it. You might hate it. But we're going out to L.A. It's a revenge game. He's back. Jared Goff. Give me the Lions plus 15. Oh, yes. Give me the Lions plus 15. Jared Goff's going back to make them regret ever getting rid of him. The Lions are, are a scrappy team, like Nick's been saying all year. They've been very close. They should have at least two wins in the win column. They don't. They're 0-6. They got a coach who's not going to let them get down and start kind of feeling sorry for themselves. They're going to stay locked in. 
as much as they can. They're not a good football team, but 15 points is a shitload of points. Um, I'm going to take the Lions. It's my lock of the week. It's a Jared Goff revenge game. I'm actually on this game as well. Um, I kind of like how Dan Campbell called out Jared Goff publicly. I think he said that um, he needs to step up and he Mm -hmm. needs to put the weight of the team on his shoulders and And, be a leader. And that's what he's going to do. And, yeah, and wouldn't be more of a perfect time than against his old team. He needs to throw the ball to DeAndre Swift Swift and Hawkinson. (laughs) And Hawkinson. That's his best two players. Yes. It's like. It's all they got. Quintez Cephas was with them too, but he got hurt, right? Yeah. He was like the only guy showing flashes of being able to do something on the outside, really, but I know he's hurt. But, yeah, just throw some screens and throw to the tight end. You'll see the Lions, they'll get down in games, and then they'll start running two-minute offense. Yeah. And then that's when they start having success. They start having success on offense. It's mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you kind of push the pace a little bit for the whole game and see what happens? Like, it's like he wait, he doesn't like to check it down early in the game. Yeah. It's like all my points for – I have DeAndre Swift in fantasy football. All my points, like – it's like, oh, my God, he's got five points at halftime. I'm going to be screwed. And then he ends the game with 20. It's because yeah. he gets seven receptions in the second half. It's like you got to take what the defense gives you. And I mm-hmm. think that's something that he stole Trying to for figure out. something. Why I don't know why the he's coaches. He's been in the league too long to not have figured it out by now. But. Yeah, I mean, you got to hit some people with sticks to get them to learn things. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but I'm on Lions plus 15 as well. Though. Are you? Yeah. That's good. a lot of points. That, that is, is a lot. lot of points, especially the Rams are good and everything. If but it was man. a different, if it was a different um, vibe from their head coach and all that, like I would feel like like Texans, I'd be worried about the Texans. Texans suck. There's so much turmoil going on in there. They want to get rid of Deshaun Watson, but they want 17 first round picks. Like nobody's happy there. I feel like Campbell's at least able to rally the troops. And get them fired up, and then they get unfired up whenever they lose at the end of the game. But going into it, they're going to at least be motivated, especially Jared Goff. Like Justin said, after being publicly called out and going back home to the Rams, I'm all over it. It is my lock of the week. Um, give me your first Sunday game. Um, Okay, here we go. Jets at Patriots. Patriots seven-point favorites. I'm rolling with the damn Jets. Are you really? Plus seven, yeah. I was looking at this. I can't do it. I can't do it just because of Bill Belichick with the damn. Yeah, I mean, look, Zach Wilson had the worst game of his career in the first match. They've already played, remember? Yeah, you, no. It I was took, your big easy bet. I, yeah, I took the Patriots. Yeah, he threw four um, picks. I think he is Jets, playing better. He are is. They, the Jets are coming off of a bye here. That's important. I believe so. So yeah. it's a good spot for a bye for them. Wilson is getting better, and uh, he struggled early, so it's a good it's a good spot for a bye for him to clear his head a little bit. Uh, coming up against a, a coach that has schemed well against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, two rookies going against each other. I like the Jets' defense as well. I like the Patriots' defense. I'm going with the Jets plus seven, and I'm also going with the under 42.5. Really? I feel even more um, confident in my statement that Mac Jones is going to be the best quarterback out of uh, – this rookie class. He, yeah, it's dude, he's like got it. poise. He can make that one throw he threw. Was it to Hunter Henry? Was a damn good oh, ball. Yeah. A damn good ball. And then even the throw, it was a it was a bat. It was terrible coverage by Diggs. And then bad coverage by the safety. But it's still a gutsy throw to get that tie that game tying touchdown at the end of the game. 
Um, but with that being said, I'm, I'm not saying he's about to light up the Jets. The Jets don't have a bad defense. Uh, they have a relatively good defense under yes. the circumstances of their quarterback gives them gives the other team the ball every 20 seconds. So uh, they're put on the field a lot more than they should be. But, yeah, no, I mean, this could be – this is the second oppor- – Zach Wilson knows what the Patriots are going to throw at him re- just about. I'm sure they'll switch some things up. But after that first game, I'm sure he's going to want to write some – like get rid of some of the demons from the first game. So – yeah, I mean, he'll be having nightmares if the same shit happens as the first game. And it's a divisional opponent. So. And I think you look at the score of the first game. Um, what was it? It was like 25-6 to six yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, 25-24-6. But four interceptions and... 25-6. to six. So they give you four interceptions and you only score 25 points. It's like you got the ball four extra times, basically, and you were only able to score 25 points. Um. So, I don't know. I think if 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 Wilson tightens up, like I know he's capable of doing, uh, he's just gotta he's gotta be a little bit better with his accuracy in the intermediate throws, mm-hmm. and the, and the Jets will start to figure it out because their defense is good. That, although they haven't forced a whole lot of turnovers, um, Ben, don't break. Yeah, but judging by that first score, I think you got to go under here. Under so. That's the play I like the most in this game is under 42.5, but I also like the Jets plus seven. Yeah, I mean, you got to think the Patriots won the turnover battle by four and still only put up 25 points. Yeah. They had that many. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I think the under is the play in this one for sure. Um, they had that many extra opportunities to go down and put put up points. They kept, that's what I'm saying, Wilson kept putting his defense back on the field. I'm sure they were not very thrilled with, uh, with watching him play quarterback that game. Um, Justin, give me your game for Sunday, your first one. Um, I am going with the Eagles plus three versus the Raiders. Eagles plus three versus the Raiders. Yep. Okay. Um, I looked at this. I stayed away from it though. The Eagles, God, Jalen Hurts kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, he's he's like almost a different player every week. And then it's like you don't know which Raiders you're gonna get. I just, I don't know. Yeah, definitely a gamble here, but I am. He'll more so he should have a little bit. I mean, the Raiders' pass rush is pretty good, so you wonder. I think he'll be able to escape and make some stuff happen. Um, those yards were deceiving when I was talking about earlier, 213 yards for the Eagles last week, and they only lost by six. But yeah, um, I think they had two pass interference penalties that were in their favor for over 45 yards. Those yards don't get tallied as offensive yards but they would have been catches if they weren't if the receiver wasn't interfered one, with one so, definitely I mean, would have yeah that's close to 100 yards right, right there uh-huh. that you could add on to it um that's Jalen Hurts's game man they got a they kind of did it last um last game against the Buccaneers where even though the Buccaneers have one of the better run defenses probably the best run defense in the NFL they committed to the run a little bit more. They got to do that against the Raiders to take some of the pressure off of Hurts. Hurts uh, can get outside the pocket and make plays, and he, I think he has a pretty good deep ball. So, um, do you see? I don't know. I feel like he doesn't have the arm strength. He like, dude, on some of his <laughs> throws, they're like way underthrown. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, from what I've seen. 
I mean, I've been on the Eagles a few times this this year, so I've watched them a little bit. I mean, those two throws to Rager were going to be on the money. Yeah. And they probably would have resulted in touchdowns. But, like, I'll see him throw, like, like cross-field throws, like, where you got you to gotta fucking sling it. And it's, like, hitting him in the feet and all yeah. of that. Like, it His- just... And it doesn't just have it doesn't I don't know I feel like that's he likes to throw the safer ones on the sideline you know one, man coverage yeah one on one fifty fifty balls down the sideline he's got a good deep ball in that aspect of the th- of the deep ball that I'm talking about yeah um but yeah I, I don't know this is this worries you it just seems like what's a spread plus three plus three in favor yeah. of the Eagles and the yes, Eagles are at home yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, Raiders are home. Okay, Eagles are on the road. Wow. See, you would think it would be a little bit more for the Raiders Mm -hmm. here, but um, I don't know. I'm staying away from it because yeah, the Raiders are scare scary, and it's it's getting close to Halloween. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Um, I am going to take another shot. Well, I didn't take the shot last week, but I should have. Uh, give me the Titans plus five and a half at home against the Chiefs team that uh, did get it together against Washington a little bit, but that's a, not a very good Washington football team. Uh, do I think Derrick Henry's going to go as crazy as he has been? No, but I think that they're going. To, it's going to open up more for Tannehill and A.J. Brown and Julio to get going a little bit. The Titans do have a good defense. Five and a half points at home. Seems like too many. This is a four-point victory for KC. So, I'll take the Titans. Yeah, I mean, they have the recipe to keep the ball away. Henry, I mean, he's the best running back the NFL's had in a very long time. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, the fact that he's that big and then We'll see the where he ends up this year. Away. I mean, he, I don't know where he's at in terms of yards right now, but. I think he's on pace to break the record. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, because there's 17 games, so that is true. So you got to take that with a grain of salt a little bit. But it's like if he shatters the record, then it's like okay, he, like I say, shatter if he gets it by a hundred over 100. But back yards, to back 2,000 yard seasons, even with 17 games, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. So yeah, that th- that's probably a good pick. The the Titans at home, the Chiefs is still. I feel like it's the same thing as like kind of like with Oklahoma. You're waiting on the Chiefs to blow up and get back to their old selves, but it's like their defense isn't that good. Mahomes is having his struggles. Teams have kind of figured them out a little bit mm-hmm. as far as they're limiting the explosive plays. Yeah, um, they're not getting those big chunk plays that they're used to. The plays that they do get that are twenty plus yards are. Um, Generally by Travis Kelsey, who ends up breaking a couple of tackles and oh yeah, or something or like Tyree that. Or Tyreek Hill, yeah. yeah, who can. I mean, he made. But they're not getting those so deep bad. downfield plays because the teams just aren't allowing it. They're making them. Well, they don't have a running game. They're forcing it underneath. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a running game. Mahomes won't take the underneath shit sometimes when he really should. And so yeah, no, I mean, he's going to have to adjust how he is attacking these defenses big time, or else we're going to see Mahomes. Uh, fall back to earth. He's already fell back to earth. So we're going to see him fall back to earth a little bit more, I think. Um, There's been a ton of drops, too, by his receivers. Yeah, I mean, he had an interception that went through Tyreek Hill's hands. Uh, that shouldn't have been an interception. So Did y'all see his mom? No, what'd she do? She uh, she tweeted, she said, drop through, or an interception through the receiver's hands shouldn't be 
an interception on the quarterback, it should be listed as a fumble on. Ma'am, a fumble? <laughs> with, yeah. Ma'am, with all She's due respect. She's a damn genius. Yeah, with all due respect. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this was Mahomes' mom? Yeah. Go to the game. Mahomes keep your son. Mom, keep your girlfriend. son away from John Gruden. Don't let him see your son because he won't like him with all of his dancing TikToks. And just y'all just go to the game and just be happy, okay? Yeah, you, keep you, him off of Sean Taylor's fucking yeah, number. I know. Jackson Mahomes is a bitch. Yeah, nah. I'd hit him with combination number four. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. Him doing TikToks on uh, Sean Taylor's number. He's so. Yeah, yeah, oh, you know okay. what happened. And then he goes, John. "The security guard told us to stand right here." Yeah, well, they did it. They it was sectioned off. Like that was the VIP standing section. No idea why the Redskins organization is fucking ridiculous. They literally sectioned it off around his number, and then that was the VIP standing section. I mean, you don't have to sit there and dance and do your fucking TikToks on it as you're like biting your bottom <laughs> lip. Um, but then they like they Sean Taylor's family. They, they named the road right by the stadium, Sean Taylor Road, and they've got them posing by porta-potties and shit. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, nobody thought that through at all. It's pretty – it was – honestly, it was pretty disappointing. Um, one of the better – there was a lot of hype around Sean Taylor, but Sean Taylor showed the potential to be a fucking really good safety, and he was a really good safety. He just didn't get to have longevity in the league. But just with the circumstances – No, he would have been – probably the, one best of the best ever. ever yeah no he yeah but it's like you can't discredit people that did it for 15 years yeah and they just killed in his prime no 100 percent. and that's what i'm saying he he had the potential to like you said like be, he was doing stuff that no one oh, ever yeah. did yeah he was like killing you go look at sean taylor's highlights and you'll just be like no oh he my was God. a freak he was a freak yeah even at miami he was a freak oh like, yeah um he killed a pro bowl punter in the Pro Bowl, he's supposed to go like 40%. He took his fucking head off. He decapitated him on the field. And then the punter tried to run back to him and like kind of like jaw at him. It's like, dude, you're dead. Go lay down. Um, But, yeah, that was weird, that whole – it was a half-ass um, ceremony for him, in my opinion. Um, Give me the Giants plus three at home against Carolina. We're finding out, and we I knew it. Um, I don't care that – I drove all the way to Carolina to watch them beat us. I knew Carolina wasn't that damn good. They're coming off of three straight losses after starting 3-0. and uh, Pretty close games. Not not so much against Dallas, but kind of. Um, they, they made it a game there at the end. They lost by three to Philly, and then they lost in overtime to Minnesota. But that was another one they got back into the game. That, that should have been over, over and done with. Uh, the Panthers aren't that good. The Giants aren't good either. The Giants are banged up, but you're getting points at home. Give me the Giants. I'll take them. Y'all on it? I looked at that one, actually. Uh, looked at a lot of underdogs this week, but no, I stayed away. I'm betting the, I'm on the road teams this week. You're on the Panthers? No, I'm betting on all road teams. What, Panthers on the road. Are they? Yeah. I ain't betting on them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the bets I have are. Oh, yeah. I'm See? Just, that was when, like, I would go back and look. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I bet all road favorites. Like, like. Well, all home? mine are underdogs. Okay. Like, I there would be, because of the road favorites. Yeah, it's like if that's it, a if, dangerous bet. Yeah, and then there would be weeks last year, and I, I didn't have as good of a week, of, of, of a year last season as I did year one. It's like looking back at it, I'm like, good God, I've got nine picks, and they're all road favorites. Like, 
That's not a recipe for success at all. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to take the Giants. Um, fuck. That's definitely not a fumble. That's an App State touchdown. So that's not good. But um, all right, what's your next one on Sunday? It's my last one. Bengals at Ravens. I'm going with the Raven. I'm uh, the Bengals. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals, getting six and a half. Is that what is that? Yeah. Six and a half on the road. I think that um, just, you know, putting a ball in Joe Burrow's hands. I don't. The Ravens' defense is tough, but uh, the Bengals have a balanced attack, and they have weapons, and um, Burrow's going to be able to – he's accurate with his intermediate throws, so I think that that's a plus for them to be able to move methodically down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and that defense has improved. The Bengals' 100%. defense – Logan Wilson's a damn good linebacker. So this is a divisional game. I just think that six and a half is a little bit much. I know the Ravens are rolling, but I think that – uh, they come down to earth this week against the Bengals. Okay. Justin, give me your next one. Um, This is my last one, and I am going with the Redskins or Washington plus eight and a half versus the Packers. Interesting. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's too many points. God I think Packers speed. win, but I think that's way too many points for that. It is a lot of points, but Godspeed on that one. Um. It is a lot of points. It definitely is. Um, speaking of a lot of points, give me the Bears plus 12 and a half on the road. Um, the Bears give Brady trouble. Khalil Mack is going to be all over him. Um, do the Bears give Brady trouble? I don't really know, but I feel like they do. <laughs> I feel like they probably like, what? do. Um, do well, Their defense has been playing much better than it did in the beginning of the season. So, yeah. Um, I mean, they held the Raiders to nine points. 24 out of Green Bay, but I, I don't know how much is it. Is it just Rodgers is not – is Rodgers declining? Or, like, in the red zone, they don't look as spectacular as they did. Um, so I don't really know how to interpret that. But 12.5 points is a lot. I think we're going to have to find out what the, – the Buccaneers' defense is not what it was last year. Obviously, they're dealing with a ton of injuries. I'm sure they're getting healthy. Um Soon, if not, well, Richard Sherman went down. Yeah, yeah, and he looked like shit yeah. anyway. People were asking for the Saints to get him. I might have even said it. Good God, thank God we did not. Um, but yeah, so I'll take the Bears. Twelve and a half feels like a lot. This is a seven to ten point victory for the Bucks at home. This is some back door is always going to be open. Uh, Justin Fields with his ability to keep plays alive. I, I think he has a lot of potential to be a good quarterback in this league. So I'm going to take the Bears, getting points. You on the Bucks? No, I'm I'm done. Are you? Oh, yeah. okay. I got two more. Uh, give me the Colts plus four against the Niners on the road. Uh, it's looking like Garoppolo is back. Trey Lance is uh, appears to be hurt. So, um. So yeah, give me Garopp. I mean, fuck. I'm I'm trying to watch this goddamn coastal game as App State scoring a touchdown. Give me the Colts on the road. Colts are really good for their record, in my opinion. They can run the ball. Carson Wentz is not playing bad. He's down short. Um, and their defense, they got a good defense. So I'm gonna take the Colts. And then on Monday night, give me the Saints minus five. Saints own October. Geno Smith 
against our defense isn't going to be able to do anything. Um, we're getting a lot healthier on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, when does when does Onyemata come back? Um, after next week. Okay. Six-game suspension. So, Quan's eligible to come off of IR, but that's interesting, dude, because Pete Werner's been playing some really good football. I don't know if Pete Werner's going to see his minutes, his his snap count reduced. Um, and then you got Davenport coming back. You got – we're getting a lot healthier. Traquan Smith's eligible to come back. Michael Thomas is off of the pup list, or he's eligible to be taken off of it. I think he did get taken off, but he's still a few weeks out, they're saying, uh, which is unfortunate. Fucking moron. Um, go get your goddamn surgery when you should have got it. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints, minus five. If you know if you know Sean Payton and the Saints, you know that they run and own October. So, if you if you bet the Saints against the spread in the month just in the month of October in the last like four years, you made a lot of money. So, prime time Monday night, we went into Seattle um, and walked out of there with a win last time. So Russell Wilson's not there. Their defense is terrible. Their running backs are banged up. Marshawn Lattimore's going to shut down DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's a bald bitch. So give me the Saints with the points. Yeah, that cold. The Colts got T.Y. Hilton back, and he yeah he, he made, made a play. some plays. Yeah, he did. Um, and also too, I'm a, I'm an NFL sharp now. So y'all forget that. Apparently, I didn't know until last week. Um, but I'm definitely happy to find out. To recap, mine I got on Thursday night. I got the Broncos plus two. I got the Titans plus five and a half. My lock of the week is the Lions plus 15. This is a revenge game for Jared Goff. Give me the Giants plus three at home. Give me the Bears plus 12 and a half on the road. Give me the Colts plus four. Give me the Saints minus five on Monday night primetime. I got Broncos plus two on Thursday night. I got Broncos at Browns under 41 lock of the week. I got Jets plus seven. I got Jets at Patriots under 42 and a half. I have... Bengals plus six and a half, and I have Lions plus 15. Okay. I have Lions plus 15 versus the Rams, Washington plus eight and a half versus the Packers, Eagles plus three versus the Raiders, and my lock of the week is the Browns and Broncos under 41. Okay. There you go. That is our NFL pick. Stop what you're doing right now. Go download the Prediction Strike Strike app. Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS. They will match your first free athlete share up $20 or more. Find a player, find somebody who's flying under the radar, buy low, sell high. We're all getting rich, especially this week. I might not lose a game. Uh, do y'all have anything to say before we go? Turn it around this week. You got to. Justin? Turn it around this week and who that? Well, if you turn it around, you'll be... <laughs> I'm at college. <laughs> yeah. okay. Turning college around. All right. Episode 90s in the books. Y'all have a good one. Who that?